Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we will be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan and with me today, as usual, is my co-host David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week, David? Well, this week we're covering a manga that was rated E for everyone, or more uh, like rated level E for everyone. Uh, we're talking uh, about level E. Level E, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's like that thing in One Piece. Yeah, my favorite arc from One Piece that I just told you about. I made the joke you didn't get it. I sure <laughs> did. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about One Piece. Believe it or not, no. Also, the joke is that in some translations, Reverie is called Levely. There you go. That's the whole <laughs> fucking joke. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but the series was actually created by a really good friend of Oda's. Ooh, a good friend of mine as well, I wish. <laughs> so, Jordan, who was this manga by? Oh, this is by the goddamn legend, the fucking goat, Yoshihiro Togashi, creator yeah. of fucking not just Yu Yu Hakusho, but also Hunter Hunter. God damn. I thought you were going to say not just Yu Yu Hakusho, but also Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> he did as well, right? That reminds me of how Andy Zoltzman literally created the funniest joke of all time. Uh, so he and John Oliver used to do a podcast called The Bugle, which was like a political podcast. He was British and he's like, this new bridge is not going to cost two million pounds or seven million pounds, but five million pounds. And I was like, that's the funniest <laughs> joke that has ever been told in the history of humanity. <laughs> Put that joke on your shelf and just take it out anytime. It's yeah. like uh, the third largest joke from Escape from Monkey Island, where he goes, that's the third largest monkey skeleton I've ever seen. So Jordan, do you mind reading the plot summary that I... I, in my internal kindness, wrote because you were too busy having that whole night shift job thing. Hell yeah. All right, let's go to the plot summary. Several hundred species of aliens inhabit the Earth, but Earthlings are unaware. Sutsu Yukitaka is a normal baseball playing human being, living alone while at high school, as all shonen protagonists do. Sutsu finds his new apartment, has had his stuff moved into already. Nice! But there's a mysterious person uh, sitting in his apartment wearing his clothes. Not nice. <laughs> Turns out the mysterious person who is a Tagashi style femboy is an alien who crash landed on Earth two days ago, but of course has lost their memory in the process because this is anime. Sutsui also accidentally blows up his ship with an alien remote, just like the scene where Bulma does that to Vegeta's, uh, or no, I believe it's actually Nappa's Saiyan pod mm -hmm. uh, in Dragon Ball Z as astute listeners and cool people will remember Masako X remembers. Uh, <laughs> like the Pepperidge Farms, like yeah. Masako X remembers. After some bickering, Sutsui's neighbor comes over to introduce herself. She's also a high school student and her dad is some big shot engineer, Elon Musk with a chin strap beard. On the news, they find out there's a danger artifact in the ship's remains and so the alien goes to get it however he gets hit by a fucking car and needs to recover overnight <laughs> turns out the alien guy isn't so bad as he got hit saving a kitten which is nice though the cat is no gomez but david who is gomez who else but gomez uh Kuchita? Huh? 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 oh he's doing your joke the next day <laughs> the alien guy goes to the research center to get the artifact and while susui's 
waiting, he's visited by two researchers looking for the alien. The artifact is pretty much a super fancy DVD, and we find out about a shapeshifter named Clive from the planet Jack Willie S, which sounds a lot like uh, my grandmother's first name. Is she also from that planet? She might have been. The chapter ends with an embrace from the alien, thanking Sutsui for everything he's done, and then because he's an asshole, they have a fight over some dumb shit. End of chapter one. David! Just want to say, I appreciate Jordan, you read that entire thing in like the South Park making fun of Rob Schneider, like movie voice. <laughs> Rob Schneider is <laughs> the alien. Whoa, whoa, I've turned my dick into a carrot. No, no! Uh, Rob Schneider is Clive from the planet Jacqueline X. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Not uh, this one! No. Oh. I told you, this one's rated E for everyone, guys, because that was the funniest joke I ever thought of about this series, and, and I'm so clever, and that's why... Oh your parents don't talk to you anymore. But what were your first impressions, David? I think this series is kind of like, have you ever heard that Seinfeld is unfunny trope? No, because it's not. So it's the idea is that people who have never watched Seinfeld when it came out will watch it and they're kind of like, I don't get what the big deal is. Like, this all feels very generic because Seinfeld invented all of these tropes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel it's like this where I read it and I'm like, I have seen these jokes a million times, but this series is literally 30 years old. And and I think it's more of a case of this was like really fun comedy that people hadn't really seen before when it came out. I found it charming, not great, but like, you know, kind of cute, kind of like, uh, OK, yeah, this is this is enjoyable enough, you know? Yeah, I, I think like it's like the modest chuckle. <laughs> Maybe that should be the cover. Is it? Do you, have you seen that where it's like modest chuckle magazine from Danger 5? No, <laughs> I love that show. It's an Australian TV show about people trying to kill Hitler. Oh, you do love Aussies, don't you? You know, like the joke of someone shooting someone through a phone that was like a scene from uh kung fury um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I know they that joke, made yeah. that joke before kung fury did oh that's pretty good kung fury he definitely completely stole that joke from danger five okay so i think we might be a little split here because i'm gonna say i generally really liked the art no i had no issues with the art okay like, there's a couple panels where, like, when he draws the girl from behind, it looks really weird. But, like, yeah. other than that, nothing, like, super stood out to me as bad. There's, like, this watercolor thing he's got going with, like, the shading that sometimes looks really nice. Yeah, the one issue I have is this series is some of the most egregious of just not drawing backgrounds. It's just straight white. Yeah, but, like, the foreground is usually very detailed. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, what background would there be? Like, a wall? I mean, it's, you know, it's nice to see it at least because I mean, you don't need a background and everything. I mean, it depends. I guess it's also they didn't have the digital tools to make it easier to draw. Like it looks like watercolor. It is watercolor is yeah. the thing. Like I really like Tagashi's art style because it's like it's almost horror, but like it's not. Except, yeah. I mean, except when it is. Sometimes it is just straight up horror. But mm -hmm. like there's this strange and maybe it is because he uses the watercolor, but he's mm -hmm. just um, it has this elegance about it. I completely agree. Oh, I also want to say we are aware this series had an anime adaption and we just don't care because let's be honest, the only reason it had an anime adaption is because of who made it, much like yeah. how Cool Shock BT got a sequel because of who made it. So yeah. not based on the quality of how Cool Shock BT was. <laughs> it's because of Zaraki. <laughs> yeah, this series still only ran for like 16 chapters. So yeah, 
This is because the next few manga that this guy put out wound up being some of the biggest manga like ever. Well, he actually made this in between Hunter Hunter oh. and Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> it, it's funny that you say between as if Hunter Hunter ended and then Yu Yu Hakusho began. Yes. <laughs> That's, isn't that what happened? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hunter Hunter is definitely over. Yeah. Imagine if you just like stopped making Hunter <laughs> Hunter and just made Yu Yu Hakusho. Well, and that was why there was a hiatus. Wait, did he start Hunter Hunter before Yu Yu Hakusho? He made Yu Yu Hakusho lovely and then Hunter Hunter. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, I was you like, silly wait. goose. Yeah, but overall, I think when the jokes work, they work. My one complaint is sometimes there was a lot of text, which I guess in a comedy manga is kind of sometimes a necessity. I mean, you know who the author is. Though. Yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> You're not getting out of a Tagashi without a lot of text. It's just that's just how it is, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that is true. I do generally like his his text a lot. I actually like the the girl character. I was a little surprised. You don't expect girl characters to be shown in from the 90s. Yeah. I mean, it's the 90s, it's not. I mean, Cool Shock BT had some fun elements, and that was 10 years older than this series. Yeah, she's kind of cool. I like how she is very knowledgeable, and she just, like, she understands that he's an alien just because her dad does alien stuff. I like how they're able to figure out that her father is lying on TV. Like, they kind of only know about it because she knows what her dad is like when he's yeah. lying. I think that's a really clever way to, like, give the protagonist some extra knowledge mm -hmm. that other people don't know in a believable way. Because, yeah, yeah, of course, he's her father, you know? She would know what it looks like when he's lying. Yeah, I mean, and also just overall, she is a, you know, strong female character in itself, which is one not sexualized, has independence, and, you know, is just a well, like, intelligent, useful character in the series where we've seen a lot of tokenized female characters. So this is really nice. Uh, a 15-year-old who isn't wearing skimpy clothing in a 90s manga? That's a, that's a rarity that I will take. Like I said, it's rated E for everyone. That is true. So <laughs> far, knock on wood. <laughs> did they name the alien guy? Fuck, did they? I know what his name is by reading the Wikipedia page, but I was like, I don't think they said what his name is. Yeah, his name isn't Clive, which is a great joke, by the way. Because that's the name of his pet thing. The fact that his pet's name is Clive, that was a confusing joke, by the way. I wasn't really sure what was going on in that little scene right there. Like, like, why did he just show him this shapeshifter and be like, oh, that's my pet? And then why was he shapeshifting into him? I, like, that part was confusing. I think it was a joke, but I, it's just kind of hard to figure out what was going on in that. It might be. It's also the series probably really needed to be professionally translated. Yeah. But we take what you can get, you know? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's 90s manga. Like, the fact that it has a translation without spelling mistakes and shit is, for any 90s manga, is itself kind of a blessing. Yeah. That you can't really, like, look a gift horse in the mouth at this point with that kind of shit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. We read U19, all right? <laughs> oh, God. This series actually is in the U19 club. It is! So, David, what do you think's going to happen next in level E? Oh, thank you so much for asking. I think that the human dude is going to become less important. I think that it turns out the main character, Alien, can shapeshift and he forgot he could. And we're not <laughs> going to see any other members of his species. It's mostly going to focus on other, like the malicious types of aliens that he mentioned. Hmm. Okay. How about you? So my guesses are there's an ancient evil alien trying to destroy Earth and they got to fucking deal with that. The level E is the men in black, but for anime. And the main girl's dad is an evil Gendo Ikari type who, I don't know, wants to like control the aliens for evil or something. What do you mean evil? Because he already is a pretty big piece of shit. Which one? Him or Gendo Ikari? Gendo Ikari. Gendo Ikari. 
No, I didn't mean evil, an evil version of Gendo Ikari. I meant like he's evil in the way that Gendo Ikari is evil. Oh, okay. It would be like, this guy's like a racist Hitler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Listen, get in the goddamn alien pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Those are some solid guesses, though. But Goku, get in the Saiyan pod. <laughs> Quit hitting your fucking head. Quit crying <laughs> about your mom. Yeah, stop looking at the moon, Goku. We only found out about Goku's mom like 20 years after Dragon Ball Z ended. Goku had a mom? Yeah, she shows up in the Brawly movie. Oh, yeah. Look, Resurrection F turned me off Dragon Ball Super movies. Everybody says Brawly's actually good, so I should watch Brawly. Yes. Also, it's Broly, David, please, and thank you. I know, because it's like Broccoli. I'm stopping tweets by saying that, okay? JK, we're not big enough to get a bunch of tweets like that, but no. in the future, we will. <laughs> All right, so David, would you read another 10 chapters of Level E? Uh, yeah, I would just play the series out. How about you? Another 10 chapters of it, you know, I kind of like it, and I would like to see what my good old buddy Tagashi's got for me this time. Yeah, sounds good. But then, Jordan, what, what is your power word? My power word, and you must say this uh, in the voice of Finn from Adventure Time extraterrestrial rhombus, <laughs> exactly algebraic. I feel like rhombus is the only weird shape we ever learned about, but I wonder what other like really strange shapes. What? Well, rhombus is like, is like a fucked up square, yeah. But what's like a fucked up octagon? Huh. Yeah, right? Because you were saying fucked up square. I mean, that's also a parallelogram, yeah. too. Rhombus. Parallelogram is a fun word. Uh, speaking of geometry, my word is retro. Because this is like, you know, this is literally retro vintage 90s or late 80s, depending on when this came out, manga. And it really is. This is a time capsule of that writing style. I'm picking up the manga and I'm licking it. And I'm saying, hmm, that's a fine vintage. Yes. Oh, uh, wow. 93? 92? Uh, I actually don't know what year this was. I know. I think Hunter Hunter came out. I want to say 1996. <laughs> Hunter Hunter. I thought Hunter Hunter came out in 2019. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, man. Dude, he put out the entire manga in 2019. What the <laughs> fuck are people talking about when they're talking about hiatus x hiatus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that when you licked the series, they weren't still using lead-based paint for the printing. Oh, don't worry. I lived in Philly for a while. I'm already filled with uh, lead poisoning. <laughs> That's true. So, question, question time, right? Yeah. Come on, get your friends to a very special distant land with Finn, with David the human, and Jordan the also human, but he's on night shift. It's Q&A time. Q&A. You give us cues. We give you answers. Friendship Q&A. Friendship Q&A. Woohoo! right, talking about friends, let's go with Agpa, who asks, what's another idea for a podcast you might do in addition to the ones you already have? Oh, man, I'm really angry because, like, I had an idea for a podcast. You have another podcast. I know, but but this is an addition to the ones that we already have. (laughs) Yeah, I have the Mission Ignition podcast about, like, fucking vampires. You know what? I would kind of like to do a podcast where I just show people the weird-ass movies that I watched in art school. Yeah. Like, uh, Superstar the Karen Carpenter story, which is uh, one of, like, one of my favorite movies to just show people because it's like, do you know who Karen Carpenter is, David? Yeah. Uh, Singer for the Carpenters. uh, She 
he's one of the first celebrities like who is well known who died of issues relating to um, anorexia and bulimia. Mm-hmm. And so about a year or two after she died, this guy named Todd Haynes put out this really brutal like short film called Superstar the Karen Carpenter Story. And the premise is it is a story of Karen Carpenter, but everybody is portrayed with Barbie dolls. And at like as she su- starts to suffer from a bulimia, they actually shave down the Barbie doll like they sand down the skin on the Barbie doll. It is really creepy. It's also banned because um, Mattel is not a fan. Actually, it was Richard Carpenter, hmm. Karen's brother, who got really upset because it did not portray him in like the most positive light. And I think mm-hmm. it also implied he was gay, which, by the way, Todd Haynes uh, was a gay director. So that was not intended to be homophobic. Unlike John Carpenter, who was busy being on Mars. Yes, exactly. Or Mike Carpenter, who is one of our <laughs> lovely patrons. Uh-huh. Hey, Mike, what's up? But yeah, it's really good. Uh, even though it is banned, people still upload it to YouTube every now and then. Just know that if you are triggered by um, things relating to uh, eating disorders, it will trigger the fuck out of you. David, what's what's your idea? Yeah. So I actually have had three ideas of podcasts that are completely unrelated to anything that has to do with Shonen Flop. So in no particular order, I always thought it would be cool to do like a podcast on interesting, like scientific nomenclature for different things like um, of like different animals. Like there's the Hitler beetle and talking Ooh. about that. Yeah. And it's actually really interesting to be because people are like, we should probably rename it. But they're like, scientifically, it's like you shouldn't. <laughs> There's like a buggy, the clown, like uh, I think it's like a protein that has the ability to split itself apart and rejoin. (laughs) And it was literally named after Buggy's fruit or the Sonic the Hedgehog gene. That's really good. My favorite uh, example of that is there's a spider that's named after Frank Zappa because it just has this one little marking that kind of looks like Frank Zappa's mustache. (laughs) That's pretty great. (laughs) So my second idea is called the Lemon Lime Light, where I would interview relatives of famous people. (laughs) And I really want Sprite to sponsor it. That's pretty good. Yeah, that one's definitely the one I would like if someone was like, make another podcast. That's why I'd probably make because I have two people. Uh, my friend's aunt is Pamela uh, Adelon, who is like a comedian. She voiced Bobby Hill. And then my old roommate's uncle is William Finkner, a.k.a. the FBI guy from Prison Break. Or if you ever seen Drive Angry, uh, the only good part of that movie. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, my I lived <laughs> with them and he never mentioned it until a Facebook memory came up where I was like, why do you guys have a picture with William Finkner? He's like, oh, that's Uncle Bill. And I was like, <laughs> what? How do you never mention this? You know that he's not bullshitting when it's just like, yeah, I grew up with him. I don't see what the big fucking deal is. Like, yeah. you know that you know that it's real and it's like he just doesn't get why you should bring it up. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I had a third idea for a podcast, but now I can't remember. But anyway, I mean, it's not as good as the Lemon Limelight. So I was trying to save that one for last, but I just can't remember what the third one is. So uh, I'll post it in the Discord if I can remember. Yeah. And then also, I just it would be fun to do an actual play D&D podcast because there's, you know, there's just not enough of them. Not enough of those, David. Not at all. I agree. A patron was like, if you had to make a D&D party out of some like Shonen Flop protagonists, I would say like we would just have like, yeah, as a bonus content and then be like, and then we went and did it. And then we would just have like an actual episode where we played with like three other guests and played like a, a D&D campaign using those characters. That might not be a bad Patreon yeah. thing. A lot of a lot of podcasts do that where they have like a Patreon D&D campaign. Yeah, Sean said he was down, but it's just hard to coordinate. Mm, I got to think about who I would be. Yeah, because that's the thing else that they'd have to tell us who they want. And then we'd pretend and they'd be like, and then here's the episode. Woo, and then we just ruin the surprise of that. Oh, I finally remember one of my third podcast ideas. It's called Times I Peaked, where it's just very minor things that happened in my life where I just felt like that was the really the best moment that ever happened in my life. Like, for instance, when I was in... In seventh grade, I was the first one allowed to go use the computer because he said I was so well behaved when using the computer in the library. And then I just watched Red versus Blue for like two hours. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the time I was the last person to get on a plane because they ran out of tickets or they oversold the plane and it was me and three people and they're trying to figure out who to give the last ticket to. And I go up and this is in Portugal and I say, hey, I know like in the EU law, if you bump me, you have to give me like a cash payment along with the flight. So how do, exactly does that work? And then like five minutes later, it goes, OK, here's your ticket. Nice. Because they because nice, <laughs> nice. it only if you ask for it, do they have to pay you? Do you want to know uh, when the moment that I think that uh, my entire life peaked? When we had uh, Masako X on as an, a guest on Shonen Flop. Okay, well, do you want to know the time that my life peaked except for that time? Sure. Well, it was my birthday, and my older sister got me tickets to see the Flaming Lips. So mm-hmm. I get there. They say, hey, we cannot find your ticket. So it was like, oh, shit, we got all the way there. We can't see the Flaming Lips. Two guys walk up from behind me. I do not know these people. I've never met them before in my life. And he just says, hey, man, uh, we have to go. You want our tickets? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. And he's like, here you go. Happy birthday. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it's my actual birthday what the fuck how did you know that <laughs> and it turns out that they were standing seats in the pit way better tickets than i had before <laughs> and by the way see the flaming lips live because the lead singer wayne coin he gets into a giant transparent beach ball and walks on the hands of the audience as the intro to their set it's amazing Next question is Staghorn. If you had to play a tabletop RPG of a flop for an entire year, which flop would you choose and which characters would you each play as? Wait a minute. What we the preemptively fuck? answered his question. <laughs> we answered part of the question. Yes. So you'll have to find out one day on our patron. We can't answer this question yet, but um, know that yes. we are thinking about it, Staghorn. Yes. The next question is the Duke of Dumbass who asks, would you guys cover stuff from Ultra Jump for the special episodes where you cover good manga? Yeah. Shonen Jump is not a requirement and technically neither is being a manga as we accidentally covered a manhwa. Black Torch wasn't Shonen Jump. I was just going to say, was Black Torch Ultra Jump? It might have been, but the point is, yeah, we really don't care what magazine it comes from. So don't feel like that should limit you in making requests. Yeah. It's just we have that really awesome source generic man made where it makes it really easy to see what series in Shonen Jump we should cover. Also, Shonen Flop is just a good name. Yeah. We didn't pick it because it was just Shonen Jump. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you flop instead of jump. So thank you, David, for coming up with that name. Also, uh, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, likewise, was not a Shonen Jump series. And we did a special on that because that series is very based. Yes, yes, as David says. Did you finish it? No. Ah, oh, you got it, dude. I do, yeah. Next question is from T. Wolfwood, who says, thoughts on ice cream cake? Positive. Yes. My sister is gluten-free, so I ate a lot of ice cream cake in my life. Crunchy part oh. is the best, but because it's gluten-free, we can't get it on the cake, when that breaks my heart. But instead, we get M&Ms on it, which is pretty dope. And though, Jordan, last question comes from someone listening to us right now. Hi, Ozzy Rat. Thank you so much for being a patron and being a wonderful member of the Ghost Riders, our transcription squad. You can actually find our transcripts on our new website. Not all of our episodes have them, but if they do, you just need to scroll down on the episode description to see it. So they ask, do you think your tolerance for poorly written manga has increased or decreased since your first manga? Do you find certain character types more or less tolerable as you read more manga? So Ozzy Rat, just a thing. I'm going to interpret that as like how we have rated series as the show has gone on. I don't know, uh, because I actually would say that my tolerance has decreased because like when we were first starting this show, I was kind of like, is this bad or am I just like not good at reading this or whatever? After like the amount of times we've been doing it, like, no, this sucks, actually. Like if I'm reading bad manga, I was like, this this is trash, actually. Yeah, So (laughs) we thought we were going to read a lot of like hidden gems and it was going to actually be competitive for like what the best series we. Hey, we read it. We read a few. I think we've read maybe seven series that were not flops. I think we've read a few more. You know what? I'm going to go through the list. Every series we both thought was good. Samurai 8. Mm -hmm. Time Paradox Ghost Rider. Yeah. Mora King. 
Yes, yes, yes. Itama? I consider that a flop. Oh, yeah. Double Taisei. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Hard Cop and Dolphin. Hunter's Guild, Red Hood. We both thought that wasn't a flop. Hunter's Guild? Yeah. Yeah, I think, Jordan, it was, a, it was a nominee for Best Series of the Year for last year. See, my tolerance is already dropping. And Black Torch. That is every series we have considered not a flop on this series, I believe. And that, yeah. was, that was legitimately like seven series. Yeah, and Black Torch just gets worse as the months go on. And I think about it and realize it wasn't much to that series at all. Decently done, but it's not how much to it. Yeah, but yeah. So definitely, I think we realize how bad, bad Shonen Jump manga can get. Yeah, we have more context now. Like when when you get an idea for what like the baseline is. Yeah, it's a lot easier to judge how good something is and how bad something is when you know, like, this is what the general quality is. I truly thought Zetman was going to be on the lower end of the quality spectrum. And, and it, it is really is definitely not. is not. I don't know if I would have said it was a flop if we covered that now. Just based on the the flops that we've done since. It's like... I mean, we re-reviewed it and we still consider it a flop. Okay, well, never mind then. <laughs> I take it back. Thank you, everyone, for your awesome questions. Just as a reminder, you can post your questions in our Discord, which is free to everyone. You do not have to be a patron. The only Patreon perk about that is your questions will be in on priority queue if you are a patron. Otherwise, though, you are welcome to join the patron. Join us for all the fun things. Talk to us and post questions in six-word summaries. But maybe that's a good segue into going into the shoutouts. So I want to start by saying, Jordan, thank you so much for editing the Chibi. Thanks. Although Dylan uh, has been doing a lot of work, too. So thank you, Dylan. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Dylan is great. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. Thanks to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Thanks to Luke for being our community producer. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We have a brand new website with things as we talked about. You've got transcripts. you got art. You've got Woo! links to everything. It's a site. Yeah. We're awesome on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get our podcast. And speaking of Spotify, if you can leave us a Spotify review, we really help. It really helps us be ranked higher on search and discover and it really just lets more people find our show it takes literally five seconds to give us five stars that's five for five Ooh, it's a better deal than you'll get at subway and if you already have left that review i'll give you a subway sandwich probably not but maybe Ooh. if you encounter me in the wild and you know who i am i might actually buy you a subway sandwich also check out my instagram jordan forbes art where i post things that i draw on uh over my night shift when nobody's looking i love so, it oh yeah Beyond also the, the show and flop discord, beyond just being able to do six word summaries and all that, we have a lot of fun, awesome things. We have a monthly movie night. We just did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We're going to have a really awesome vote for the next one where is actually submitted by one of our ghostwriters, Ozzy Rat, who has made the debate. Jordan, get ready for this. This one, I was like, chef's kiss. That's a great child. Blues Brothers versus Naked Gun. Ooh, yeah, that is a good matchup. That was a very good matchup. So nice work with that one, Aussie Rat. Uh, I'll definitely if I can't think of a matchup, I'm going to definitely refer to you for some ideas uh, if you want that honor. Uh, but yeah, and then we also have a book club run by our super awesome Luke. He's a really cool guy. Actually, speaking of Luke's second episode of his series, Domance Dawn, I think. Sorry. I yeah, Domance Dawn. You yes, got it. Yes. Which is a Simpsons One Piece mashup series that I really love. You can find it on his website, LukeHair.com. That is L-U-K. K-E-H-E-R-R.com. And I also, though, speaking of patrons, want to say, if you've been enjoying this podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our patron. We have a ton of awesome perks like bonus episodes on Magu-chan, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, as we talked about, and PPPPP, which still has yet to be canceled. I don't understand yes! it. You can yes! even sit in to listen to us while we record and help us decide what series we cover next. 
By the way, uh, you know that um, server we we I talk about a lot that was Time Paradox Ghostwriter, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and then it was Ayashimon. It is now P-P-P-P-P-P-I-Yashimon. Yeah, you told me about that. Oh, I did? Well, yeah. there you go. Yes. I'm telling you now, listener, unless I already told you. But regardless, I'm telling you again. Yes. And you can find our Patreon, which is about us and not those two series, on patreon.com slash flop. And on that note, Jordan, let's read off some super awesome patrons. Woo! Yeah. So, first of all, let's start with the Chainsaw Man patrons. We got Pterodactyl Ghost and tracking roving animals for all loving girls and lions. Wolfwood. Okay. Next up, we've got King of the Force. We got Albie, Cameron H., our latest patron. Do you work at Subway? Because you gave me a foot long. Gabe Lando, Kylie Denton, Mark, Matt Solovich, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girlfriend. She was really drunk. Hi, called, Rachel. She called me right before this recording to say, I miss you. Love you so much. Uh, isn't that so sweet? It's like how when I get really it's high. It's a quarter after nine. I'm a little drunk and I need you now. Literally. Literally. Yeah, give, it, give us a hundred bucks. I'll make a whole fucking... <laughs> yes. Scarlet Mirrodin. T. The BB King. BB The. And then moving down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we got Alexander Zorak, Blah Momo, BS, Dylan Kreider, Generic Man, Hans Marabara, Mike Carpenter, as we talked about already in this episode, Sarah Hydra, Shingo Sekimoto, Silly Rookie, Staghorn, That One Welder Guy, Trevor Schechner, and Yaji Black. Thank you so much for all of our super awesome patrons. Woo! Thank you so much, everybody. Next up, if you're not ready for a regular commitment, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the much-requested Gomez Moon and Mashup Punching Harry Potter shirts, along with the cover art from this episode and a portion of the proceeds to go back to their original artist, Tubu. Yeah. And then uh, I guess all there is now is to sign off, Jordan. All right. So thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on Level E, starring a very special guest that is another insider from Viz. But you're going to have to tune in to find out what kind of winner we've got. Hell yeah, I'm off to go count credit cards at my job. This has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. David, fucking say it. Bye. No, say it. Bye. That's not what you say. Oh, that's what's in the script. Uh, No, there's another thing that we always say at the end of every episode, David. Script is wrong. Keep on flopping, floppers. Thank you. Bye. Bye.